A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Lou Gowen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing good. I hear we've got a lot of emails. We have got a lot of emails. I'm thinking I might save all the sort of super chat debates for the outro portion. Do you want to do it or do you want to do it now? Hey, maybe we'll get into it now, but I'm I'm gonna I don't know what they say. I'm gonna say now. Let's put this pin in it. Let's say from this episode, we're not going to have more people sending in their opinions. I think we've had enough sort of like feedback and sort of opinions on it. We just need to make a decision or do an official pod poll. Well, I think we can put a pin in it by doing the official pod poll and we can send everyone their podcast listeners and then they can vote. Yeah. And then, you know, if you don't vote and it's 52%, 48%. we send it though? I think we're just going to have to put it up on Twitter. Why can't we just put... We put it on Twitter, but then we put the link on the podcast episode. Oh, that's true. In yeah, the yeah, description. We, we could yeah. do that, yeah. Um, but first, a quick shout-out to Matt Field, who said that um, he has just started listening. Oh. So that's very nice. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for that's joining us, Matt, Matt Field. Dawson. How did you hear about the show? Get in touch. Tell us. This is market research. Maybe he did. Let me have a quick look. Um, but he says that he listens to us uh, via Spotify Premium. Oh, interesting. Yeah, very nice. And he says, I always look forward to your opinions after every show. We are the only ones that matter. Yes. We can tell you what to think. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, so let's get into all of this Super Chat debate because, holy heckins, there's quite a bit of it. Uh, Robert Dempster says, just to add in my two cents on the Super Chat debate, I'm that guy that doesn't exist and thinks it's okay, doesn't mind it either way. <laughs> However, the point I want to make is the podcast averages around one, one hour and 15 minutes. The review probably takes around 30 to 40 minutes, Super Chat's 15 to 20, then the intros and outros, which Ollie famously conducts with a ticking stopwatch, so by his... Uh, 
uh, by his side so they don't overrun. Anyway, my point is, I like that the podcast is long, and if you eliminate the Super Chats, that space is just a loss. So as a fan, we're losing content. If uh, It's not like you could just extend the reviews by that long. So I'd suggest to keep it unless you've got an idea on something that could replace it. Anyways, keep up the consistent work. That's from Bobby. Okay, All- so I'm putting that in the keep column. Also, the iTunes reviews suck and take away from interesting chats. What? <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, Noted. John Petty uh, with an email that says, keep the bloody super chats. Uh, says two for super chats. Hello, Luke, Laurie, Ollie, P. Chops, and R. Dizzle. First things first, as I'm writing this, I'm hearing the complaint about the iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews literally take two minutes out of the podcast. If someone is going to get offended by someone praising the podcast for its consistent consistency, then just sit it out. It does not detract from other segments and is nice, especially when mine was read out. Now, back to the super chats. This is silly. I believe the super chats humanize you as people and makes it lovely chat with the boys. I do not understand how someone can be actively offended by other people essentially tipping you guys in the chat to get their two pence on the matter. The super chat makes you guys even more entertaining and endearing. Screw you, Blake Ham. That's from John Petty. Good dig at Blake Ham there. He's the best of all of us. So that's that's three to, to nil. Three to oh. This comes in from Michael who says, one, I am not a fan of the Super Chats personally. I oh. want you guys to do what's financially best. But business, business, business. I admire the work you do uh, and I want you to be successful. However, my biggest problem with the Super Chats is as a pod swafter, I cannot participate so I think it gives an incentive to become part of the YouTube crowd. Someone like me who is working on the road doesn't have the data plan to stream the YouTube version live and become part of the Super Chats. I, I do like the reviews that you guys do. Sometimes they're funny. Keep being awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. It's from Michael Roberts. Okay, so I'm going to put that as an also, yes? Yeah, I'd say so because it, it's like retro text Yeah. That, that's kind of where they are with this. Well, your, your Super Chats, folks the emails exactly yeah yeah you you, you don't have free. to pay yeah. yeah they're free mate um retro text the nation was a thing on the adam and joe show back on six music they used to have um a segment on their show called text the nation during their live show but then podcast listeners said well we can't join in on those so they created retro text the nation to go in the middle of a show where they would do people sending in emails about the previous week's task yeah uh, topic rather uh, Daniel says hello Luke Ollie Fagador Chopper Simon and he who should not be named uh, I think it should be this is in uh, regards to super chats this is quite a confusing one I, I will say oh. I think it should be limited to one question per person per episode that way more people can get their questions answered and you're not hearing the same people answering questions every time and try and have the same amount each time even if you limit it to say 10 questions that could work and put it at the end of the show that way we can listen to the crux of the show especially while driving I do think that some of the things uh, would be explained to non-super chatters i.e. Bailey Sting I hear it quite a lot but have missed the initial message about it I do like hearing the questions from people but some of them are repetitive and not in relation to the episode in question I do love you guys to keep up the awesome work sorry if this comes across as negative I think it's, all, it's impossible for us to limit people yeah on yeah, doing I mean, questions too, too too tough to manage yeah uh but th- but thanks for your d- don't apologize for no, for, for emailing that in it's very useful um but yeah what well, are we chalking that up to a yes or a no um i felt like it wasn't either way i don't think that was either way yeah okay Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna count that one. Abner Hav comes in and says, "Hi, Luke, Ollie, Pete, Laurie, and name redacted." Uh, before we get into the topic of super chats, I want to share my opinions regarding them in the podcast. Firstly, I want to let you know how I came about the podcast. I have loved your work a long time. I wanted to support you, and hence became a pledge hammer. Now, while attaching the exclusive rambles to my podcast app, I found the Wrestle Talk channel is as on there as well. So I started to hear them, and I must say, I love the intros and outros. It's always fun to listen to you guys. 
So he was watching the YouTube videos, became a pledge hammer, ah. found out there's a podcast version of it. Journey to the Pod Swafter. Exactly. Uh, now, on to Super Chats. Personally, I'm not a fan of it. Ooh. Why? Here's why. <laughs> the Super Chats make sense in the live feed because there you have, uh, there you look at normal chats and it makes a coherent structure. Some of the Super Chats are great. And we get to see you and the Swaf Nation's opinion on the show. But if we have to look as a whole, they feel disconnected. Uh, according to me, Super Chats can be divided into three categories. The good ones, which are relevant to the show or wrestling. The bad ones that only say how much they love other people, not pointing fingers, or deviating completely from the topic. And lastly, only name shoutouts, which don't add anything to the discussion, which we have now grouped together. Yes. That was a directive that I started yesterday. Yeah, that was that, that has uh, that is a good little bit at the end where we just rattle through them yeah. very quickly. Okay, so that's one for the nose. Now, the majority of the compromise in the last two categories, and hence as a whole, it doesn't make a nice structure. Dividing the Super Chats into the above mentioned categories are tough and I don't expect to do that absolutely not doing that mm -hmm. um, so I believe the super chat should be removed and should be done after the outro so it doesn't break the flow even though the idea doesn't make sense as the outro should be the last thing you hear sorry if the message is long just read the second paragraph to make it short love you guys yeah I thought yeah we thought about it we de if we we either remove the super chats completely or or we leave them in mm -hmm. like we're not we're not going to move them to the end of the show because I just think it disrupts the, it makes it a weird podcast then. I think I agree. And lastly, this one comes in from Johan, uh, Johannes. I'm going to say Johannes. It says, hey, Luke, just want to give a quick opinion on the whole Super Chat debate. While I, do, while I do enjoy the added content, it fills more time on the daily weekly commute. It does sometimes make us pod swafters or at least myself feel left out. It kind Aww. of feels like we're on the outside looking in. While it's fun listening to you, Ollie and the gang, us pod, swafter, pod swafters don't really have any way of engaging because I think most of us are at work while you're recording. Therefore, it kind of feels like we're being left out. Or maybe that's just me personally. I don't know. Just wanted to give a different outlook from what others have presented already future patreon backer johannes well that's that's similar to the other one isn't it where i never really thought about that about people just being like oh i wish i could join well in. we did say uh, about a couple of months ago we did toy with the idea of people emailing in their sort of like one word reviews or one line reviews of raw and smackdown after they've seen it so we could then read those out in the podcast for like raw smackdown and nxt but then i never really got any feedback on it so i just figured that no one was interested we, yeah. stopped, we stopped mentioning it Look, you're, you're the, you, you can send in correspondence to the podcast intro and outro. I think that's fairly balanced. I try not to do... The, the reason why I, I can see why people have said that, though, is because I have said I don't like to do wrestling-based questions on the intros and outros because that's what the mailbag's for on a Saturday show. Oh, yeah. And people are paying for that. Yes. Yeah. And lastly, before we get into the show, this comes in from Megan, who says, I had a nightmare that involved jogging with Triple H. Wow. A nightmare. Yeah. And, like that, and that was an email somebody that said, help. <laughs> so that's from an American female podswafter. From the, uh, back to the super chats, it feels like, oh my God, everyone hates the super chats. But the, I, I looked at my hands, that was a four to one. Four, four people liked it and said, keep them in. Two were sort of in the middle and one was like, no, nah, take them out. Yeah. But I'm focusing on that one. <laughs> You always do, man. Yeah. You always do. Anecdotally, it seems we're keeping them in, but we will do this pod poll so everyone can have a say in its numbers and we can't argue with them. Exactly. Shall we get into the show? All right, like, well, who attacked Roman Reigns? It's SmackDown Live. It's, you know, it's a review. Here's the show. But right now, we're not talking Blues Brothers. We're talking that other cool dog. 
Roman Reigns. Segway. That segue was better than anything WWE did with their backstage interviewers. You take your bad words out of your mouth when talking about the queen of segways, Kayla Braxton. I'm talking Sarah Shriver, not oh, Renee. Oh, not Renee's terrible at it. That's fine. You can say everything about her, but uh, not Kayla. So, what happened on SmackDown? First of all, it was another enjoyable show. Not not as fantastic and sensational as Raw was, but a solid episode. I thought the matchmaking was really quite inspired. Some really high-quality level matchups that don't necessitate a pay-per-view. But if I see Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre, Nakamura versus Ali, even Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor, I'm like, that, that's a good match listing for a TV episode that I'm AJ excited to Kofi. see. AJ versus Kofi, arguably the biggest one. Yeah. Bailey and Ember Moon versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Yeah. But the rest of them, very good. But after all this episode, and a very fun and, I would say, very well-booked main event of AJ versus Kofi, with their respective factions getting involved, we had the long-teased announcement through the night of who Roman Reigns will pick for his SummerSlam opponent. He's walking backstage through a corridor. I thought this segment had been forgotten about mm. because there was two minutes left of the show. And I was like, what? You, are we, is he just going to say a name? Because they didn't, Joe. they didn't even have time to like do a replay of the main event. They were literally like, Kofi wins! And Kayla talked over Todd Phillips because they had literally had no time left to cut backstage. And there was a production error where they showed Roman for about three frames, yeah. then showed Kayla, then showed, showed Roman. Roman. <laughs> so it was like... It, but like I thought it added to the chaotic atmosphere God of damn this. it, come to the back. It didn't... I did not hate this. I actually quite liked the, the way the whole thing played out. I thought it ticked the hokey box, like the so bad it's good box, because some of the acting was awful. Oh, yeah. But then by the end, I thought it did a good job of getting semi-serious. So here's what happened. Roman's walking along the corridor. You can see Kayla and the interview area in She's the background. She's so excited. She's like, oh, yay, Roman's yay, gonna... Roman's I love here. interviewing more than anything <laughs> in the world. And Reigns is coming along, and then she goes... <laughs> This is where the bad acting came in. No, Joe! No, Joe, no! Snake! Because this... What would you call it? I call it a steel girder in my review. A load of shelves. Well, because there, no, there's a steel girder that like would hold up a light stand mm. like for the interview area. That fell down. And then from the other side, some boxes fell down. And then from a different side, some other boxes fell down. But there is like a still in there where Roman is just so safe because it's all just lying around him. Well, I don't think this was done live. I, I think this was completely pre-recorded because of the way they cut everything. Why would you try and do it live? It's actually quite a complicated stunt to pull off and make it look believable. They failed at the believable side. <laughs> because like there's, there's some cross cuts and fast There was a camera edits. on the girder. Yeah. Yep, thankfully. And then there's just one... Like, it, they miss some action in here because Roman's hit by the thing. Then there's a shot of his face going, no! no okay. Kayla's like, snake! And then, out of nowhere, Roman is just flat. Like, pancake flat. Yeah. Like, who framed Roger Rabbit? I've just run you over with a steamroller flat. Yeah. Surprised! And he's just covered by this girder. And then, then it's all quite frantic. Camera's on the ground. You just see feet going past. No, Joe! Joe, are you okay? Now, if it was me, I'd have ended it there. And I'd have gone off the air there because I thought the follow-up to it made it hokier than it than it was already. We're going to disagree here. I can, t but I do not take away your feelings for it. I I thought Thank that you. was hokey. 
I thought that was a bit silly, but I enjoyed the soap opera ridiculousness of it. But then they just lingered for a, another minute. So double the amount of time again. Not a long amount of time. It only went two minutes, like you said. And Joe, Joe, Roman Reigns is helped up by some medics who are obviously wrestlers. Ginormous <laughs> men help him up. Can I help you, sir? Do you have nobody else hanging around who can fill in acting roles? Get one of the writers to do it. When every problem looks like a nail, <laughs> all you've got is a hammer. And, they, and so they, they like help Joe. Why can't I stop calling him Joe now? They help Roman Reigns up and he just like sits down and he's just kind of shocked and spooked. And I thought initially I was like, well, that's rubbish selling. You don't look like this has affected you, affected you at all. And physically, it didn't really harm him. I guess that's your point. Psychologically, however, he was really shaken up. And it was one of those moments where I never really believe it anymore when Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins has injury angles. Mm -hmm. I've seen the Superman movies and comics. It's not, it's, I can't buy into it. But when Superman's confidence is shaken, when he's got something wrong up here, that's when I sit up and I go, huh, this is how you beat him. Or this is how I can, there's a flaw in your character that I can now latch onto and make you a more believable human presence. And as Roman's walking off, he's just kind of dismissive and not really talking, and he looks spooked and shaken. See, I think you've got more out of this than I did. Because mm. for my my reading of it was that, and I, I say this in the review that will be going up after this, he just got up and was fine. And was just like, no, nah, I don't need medical attention, I'm, I'm okay. And it's because I got it more that he's got that bravado about him that he just doesn't want to be looked at anyway. But also, he's just fine, he doesn't need to be looked at. They didn't even hit him. They just sort of landed around him, and he's like, I'm fine, honestly, I'm all right. And just sort of walked away. I thought it was a damp ending to the show. I think it's just, it's Smackdown's curse at the moment. It is like, it's series of damp endings. And it's, I thought that if it was going to be an angle where he's just fine, do this in the middle of the show, do this at the end of hour one, and then have your closing moments be Kofi beating AJ and New Day celebrating in the ring. But Kofi's not the real star. Oh, <laughs> quite. Look, I, I, I totally understand that. I, I, th I thought it was quite clear that this angle was about affecting Romans psychologically as opposed to physically. Granted, you shouldn't really make the angle where an entire structure falls on him then, and he's quite clearly underneath it all. Yeah, that's what I mean. It just it felt very goofy. The, the fact that it was a camera on the girder, I don't think helped matters. Mm. It just the whole thing came across as a bit hokey. Girder cam. Girder cam, and then the aftermath felt a bit hokey as well. Like 24 hours removed from what they did with Brock and Seth. This, this, these are worlds apart, and not good worlds apart either. But they're in the same vein, I would say. I'd say... Oh, I, I, no, no, I totally I, disagree. In execution-wise, you might... You're right that they, they're in different like leagues, really. But I think there is an effort backstage to make WWE feel a bit more real, feel a bit more chaotic, and make that backstage area a tangible feel thing. Feel alive. Yeah. yeah. And these, both these segments were at least trying that. I think it's quite obvious they've got that as a directive because mm. it happens so much. Yeah, I, whether I, it works or not. I was going to say thing. for me, this one didn't work. Mm. I can see why it did work though, and actually, I think your argument of it being a, a psychological thing is really good. Like, I think that's a really, really smart way to take a Roman story because it's a, a Roman story we haven't really done before. The question now is, what's the follow-up? Is because the obvious answer would be it's Samoa Joe. They're feuding at the moment. They've been feuding on Raw. And we're going to, you know, just... Kind of, and Joe has been known for his psychological tendencies. But you're moving your hands in a certain way. What am I doing? 
Rawhide. I think there's another answer here. Rawhide. <laughs> Whip him up. <laughs> is Braun Strowman's got a grapple hook? <laughs> You're absolutely right. He has I'm being been facetious. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think the obvious thing is Samoa Joe, and really storytelling-wise, that's what they should do. Even though Roman beat him clean last week at Raw reunion. Yeah. So. That seems to be the obvious answer for Moa Joe. However, one eagle-eyed viewer on the Twitter machine, I say one, I think a few people probably spot this. I certainly didn't spot this at the time, but a few people have spotted it since, was that Buddy Murphy was there like in the background, almost like walking away from the incident. All of a sudden, I am 20,000 times more interested in this because if this is your debut of Buddy Murphy into SmackDown, that's a bigger push than Kofi's getting yeah. because that's pushing him into like full-on main event he's feuding with roman reigns into a SummerSlam match i am so so much more interested in that than almost any other possibility at this point okay so that's 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 so let's temper expectations i agree that would be just the most exciting thing that could happen mm-hmm. just you know to freshen up that 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 main event feud on on smackdown and I don't think Roman loses anything if he does actually lose. It reminds me of Kevin Owens, John Cena. Mm. You know, how they brought up Kevin Owens, beat Cena for the US title on his first outing. He beat Cena, he didn't beat him for the title. Yes, uh, and then, but, but he, then he, he won him. the title yes. at the pay-per-view to follow up. So that's no, like... that was at the pay-per-view. He beat him at, in a match on the pay-per-view and then had a title match afterwards. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. My mind's retconned that all into one neat package. I think that's what WWE wants you <laughs> to remember. Yeah. So, yeah, that's without a doubt the what, most exciting thing yeah. that can happen it's like the him and Finn have essentially had the best NXT call ups in and apart from like Seth Roman and Dean it, but they weren't really apart from Seth really like NXT guys um, Seth was champion but like Roman and Dean were barely on the show um, but like Finn and Owens were like you know they were figureheads of the of the show especially when it was on the network and uh, more people had eyes on it Kevin Owens being brought up straight into a feud with John Cena. Finn got moved into a feud for the Universal Championship. It felt like really big time. I don't think anyone's really had that treatment. So if you're calling Buddy Murphy up from 205 Live, you've kept him off TV now for nearly 20 weeks. Aside from that one time he was on in part of that, what they call it, town hall meeting oh, or whatever geez, it was. Yeah. Like that's the a- yeah, so that's like 20 weeks now we've had since Buddy Murphy's been called up. And you've been saving it for this. That's great. Yeah, so that, that you might go... Oh, but the, that was just someone randomly backstage. There were loads of people backstage in that shot, but he was the only wrestler. Mm. And Randy pointed this out in the office. WWE are very careful about who they have in the background of those things. Oh yeah, I feel I, I remember the the Cass Enzo storyline that was sort of given away by a little detail in the in the shot. Yeah. So that this isn't just us going crazy off a detail this is looking at a past pattern of behavior and going huh this could happen so it's very exciting i still think it will be joe i still i it's it's too big a hope and it's too cool for me to even believe it yeah that was it because when they when it all happened i was like okay that was samoa joe you know nice little way to kind of build us into SummerSlam, even though if i'm not that fussed on the the match itself or the build for it nice little way to do it you know that's absolutely fine but as soon as i saw people saying it was buddy murphy all of a sudden i was like oh hello yeah yeah okay now i'm paying attention (laughs) 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, let's get over to your su- 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 super chats with Chopper Pete to find out what you guys think. Yes, hello. Um, <laughs> we, we've had quite a lot of uh, super chats, as so, always. Uh, yeah, so I don't want you to just say hello when the camera cuts to you now. I want you to say chop, chop to you, chop of the morning to you. No. But it needs to, that's your catchphrase thing that's going to help. You need to get these things in, in people's minds. No. What do you think, Luke? Well, I mean, a fakeador got over with a mask, and I didn't get over because I didn't have a catchphrase. It took me a year or so for people to accept me on this channel. And, and even interest. then, it's still not everyone. So I think but like, I think you need, you need something, man. Chop of the morning to you. Yay! Right, we got one. We got one from, uh, from Tim Arndt who says, uh, it may just be me, but do you guys think that they gave Daniel Bryan a less silly version of the Shelton Benjamin silent gimmick? <laughs> no, but he was wearing the comfiest jumper I've ever seen. Where is Shelton Benjamin's lucky face Genuinely gimmick? forgot it was a thing. But yeah, no, where is it? What, what happened to it? Just another dropped story, perhaps. 
another one from Tim Art, who says, uh, also how long before Drew's you talk too much line ends up on Botchamania? Yeah. I thought oh, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, next week. And that's got to be Drew referencing oh, Botchamania. Drew has to have known. And so, like, I'm going to say this on purpose. Probably wasn't even his line. Pop the boys in the back. Or pop Matthew, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jobber JJ comes in, Ollie Davis number one fan, I should Thank say, you. Uh, who says, I'm back, beaches. Missed you guys. <laughs> Only way for Maria to lose the 24 7 title is pin her while she's sleeping, break into the house and celebrate Briscoe style. What's Briscoe's style? Yeah, yeah! When he was walking around, oh, he was like, he did. My mind goes the Briscoe brothers. Well, yeah. The Briscoes the, from the Briscoe. ROH. I was oh, like, right, those Briscoe brothers. I thought you meant like the, the other Briscoe brothers <laughs> in their body shop. <laughs> There was a time where Gerald Briscoe pinned someone while they were sleeping. It was Crash Holly. Yeah. It was Crash Holly. Yeah, yeah, it's that was it's it, the best yeah. moment from the hardcore title scene, mm. apart yeah. from all the times that Raven won it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, we got one from uh, Ronce Rajan. See, I'm rolling my ass already. Roll enough. I'm doing producing now. Is it because uh, you're sat in that chair? Is that what I think it, it might be, yeah. It's infected. It's cursed. Uh, do you think the set collapsing was Vince preemptively trying to stop Roman from reviving the million dollar giveaway? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Do you remember the million dollar giveaway? And that's how they ended it with yeah. the stage exploding. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> another another storyline scuppered. They went through a whole series of that, didn't they? Just like, uh, what are we going to do now? Uh, we'll blow up a limo. Um, the stage collapses. Weird time for Raw. Uh, Bomberbo comes in and says, Hi, guys. Quick follow-up to my question <clears throat> yesterday. How close would you, get, would you say guys like Flair and Undertaker are to belonging on the WWE Mount Rushmore? Oh, well, Flair I always see as a WCW guy. So I would I would never even have thought of Flair. Like, wrestling Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flair's got to be in the conversation. Taker, you know, as as important as he is to that company in the locker room, he's he's not, he's never been the top guy. He's long tenured. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm insulting the guy, but that, that's not my intention. Yeah. Uh, we got one from the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman, uh, who says, Hello, my SWAT friends, and I hope your day is going well. Here's a twist. What if the crates were meant for Kayla? How about that for a twist? <laughs> yeah, Shane McMahon already pushed her off once. <laughs> uh, we have got one from Y2J Fox, who says, When Maria goes to sleep, is the baby pinning her? We talked about this yesterday. Uh, technically it is, but there's going to be no ref, because the fetus would have to get the ref in. Hmm. Uh, unfortunate that uh, we got one from Brad saying uh, I'm having a bad day but WrestleTalk always brightens my day a little so thank you for the consistent work here's some money oh, cheers. Oh, thank, thank you, you very, very much. much hope the day gets better uh, and then we'll do the last one now before we get into the rest of them later we got one from JobberJJ again who says who attacked Roman it's gotta be Kane god I can imagine if it's Kane well Dolph might say it should have been me uh, both of those ter- options are terrible <laughs> Dolph and Kane there's a tag team well, let's get on with the whole episode of SmackDown, which opened with Shane McMahon, the Omnishane, doing a direct-to-mobile phone promo. But they, the video editing department was in full force this episode, and that's a good thing, because it wasn't just, here's a mobile phone promo, it's here's a mobile phone promo with loads of cool clips done mm. in the usual WWE presentation style. And he effectively said, I'm not going to be there this week. Cuts to the live crowd. Great direction, Kevin Dunn. We don't often say that. And the whole crowd are like, yay! yay! And then he cuts back to Shane. He's like, 
because KO stunned me. I'm going to make him quit at SummerSlam. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. He's the ultimate heel. Filmed it in portraits. Yes, yeah. So this was, uh, I thought that was a, a good start to the show. And then they run down this card of AJ versus Kofi, Daniel Bryan's announcement, Trish Stratus appearing on the Jerry Lawler segment, uh, King's Court. Yep. And Roman Reigns is going to choose his SummerSlam opponent. Yeah. Like, Bloody hell, when did SmackDown mean something? Well, it's probably because Vince suddenly realised, we haven't got anything on this show. I've rewritten it twice. Yeah. Let's, do, let's quickly put something on there. Like, that's that's a, that's a packed episode of newsworthy stuff. You don't have to deliver on all of it, like we saw with the Bryan stuff. You can tease some more, like tease some out more. I thought, yeah, hmm. well done for loading it. Absolutely, yeah. It did make me really excited for the show, particularly because although I mean I was guessing that we the six man got changed, it was uh, advertised as mm. the OC versus the New Day, and when they ch- they changed it to Kofi versus AJ, I was still like actually I mean that sounds great as well, and we can save New Day versus Club for another day. Yeah, for that Hell in a Cell match. Mm. Uh, so the first segment in the ring was Kevin Owens coming out. They sort of recapped. Here's Shane's Roman Reigns thing from last week. And he jokes, he, he was really good. Kevin Owens was so good here as oh, a yeah. promo. And I feel like he's getting good reactions from the crowd. Crowd are super into Owens mm. right now. Like good, genuine, emotional, yes, I'm behind you, Owens, in a sort of stone-cold way. Got some in my lips, sorry. You uh, right? I just, uh, I, think, I think I had some, some food come out of my mouth. <laughs> I'd eaten about an hour ago. So it's just come all the way up and onto my lip. Nice. I pushed it back down. And he says, don't worry, everyone. We'll get through this together about Shane not being here. It was very funny. And then he just went badass mode, says, I'm not going to quit. And I'm going to beat Shane so bad, he'll realize he doesn't belong in the ring with people like me. Yeah. And I just thought, well, that's what, you know, that's, he's saying what we're all thinking. He's not a wrestler. Shane, I mean, obviously not Owens. But yeah, Shane is not a wrestler. Stop having him in competitive matches with the likes of AJ Styles. It was cathartic. Yeah, this isn't your ring, Shane. It's not your show. It's the Kevin Owens show. And every week, Kevin Owens makes me want to see him take on Shane a bit more. And yeah. not just take him on, but beat, beat him. him. He is the guy that we want to see defeat Shane and get rid of Shane more than anyone on this roster. Mm. Then Drew, Mc- Drew McIntyre comes down, interrupts, uh, says, you talk too much. That's mm-hmm. what the Botchamania reference was. And just attacks him and is like, and the match is now. Bye-bye. <laughs> And they have a match that gets decent amount of time yep. through the ad break, but it's shrink screen, so you can still watch the action. Kicking out a big moves. Oh. Drew kicked out the pop-up powerbomb. Owens that kicked big. Out, yeah. Owens kicked out of the uh, second raid Finley driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought stuff. this was... I really enjoyed this match. Mm, yeah. You know, it wasn't spectacular paper. No, that's it. I, I mean, I've written here. Good action. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was just really good action. Solid TV match. Yeah. And that sounds like we're damning with faint praise, but it isn't. Like, we're big fans of just consistency and slight progression of stuff. Yeah. Slow builds. And I thought this was a perfect example of that. And it just made, like, watching this, it just made me think, hot damn, doesn't KO have an excellent move set? That swanton he does is so tasty. Frog splashes, super kicks. Now the pop-up power bomb is a setup move. Yeah, because he does it it like a sit-out version of it. It's really nice. He's got the stunner when he goes pure carnage onto the apron. Yeah, I just yeah, I I mean I guess he hasn't got uh, a submission move. He does the STF sometimes. Yeah, Uh, I guess headlock doesn't really count. (laughs) 
He's the headlock master yeah. from his heel days. But I, I think he's got a really good repertoire, and then it sort of spilled to the outside. And the Drew ca- sorry, Cannonball, running oh, Cannonball, the cannonball into yeah, the yeah, corner. Yeah. He got the crowd whipped up into a frenzy for that. He's very good at getting the crowd on his side and like getting yeah. them to, like, here's the next move that's coming up. Get ready to pop. Uh, the action spilled to the outside. Um, Drew tried to put Owens through a table, but Owens, out of nowhere, hit a stunner. Immediately threw him back in the ring, hit another one for and pinned him. Really cool. Sort of protects Drew because it is two stunners to, to kind of put him down. The same token, though, is another loss for Drew, which is not great. But then again, it's you book yourselves into these corners, and I'd rather they have one person win uh, than just constantly do sort of like DQ and, and F finishes. Yeah. I... Not just for the two stunners, but I liked this loss for Drew. If he's going to lose, and I always say this, he lost because of a strategy mistake. Mm. He, it was him who was like, That's no, good, yeah. I'm going to take you outside. I'm going to elaborately prepare this commentary desk to put you through. And it was him trying to go like dig down into those heel tendencies that really cost him the match because that's where Owens re- reversed it into the stunner, threw him in, and won. So I, yeah, that was a strategic mistake. On another day with another strategy, maybe Drew could have won. Mm. So I was a huge fan of this booking. Similar to, that's a similar kind of protection finish to the triple threat tag match, I feel, where they, you know, it wasn't anyone's, I didn't feel like anyone came off looking bad. It was just, oh, on this day, this team won. That's right, yeah. Uh, Kayla was backstage with Dolph Ziggler. He's still here. Um, Recapping the HBK angle again. Do you think WWE think this is a bigger deal than we do? Well, someone actually pointed this out yesterday, and I didn't even consider this. But like, they keep having a go at Dolph for attacking Shawn Michaels. The Fiend laid out Mick Foley, and no one cares. <laughs> no one cares one iota. He's a legend as well. He's a yeah. WWE Hall of Famer, but no one cares. No. But apparently because it's Shawn, you have to care. Yeah, and I you know what, you're right. I think WWE think this is a way bigger deal than probably anyone watching does. Mm. I think anyone watching is like, well, that's a wrestling angle. Whereas they're going like, it's the biggest wrestling angle, though. And it was, like, let's, let's be honest, it was a super kick. Yeah. To a guy who was only wrestling about nine months ago. Shh, I meant to forget that. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. It never happens. Like the, the Brock Seth stuff. I'm, I, yeah, I'm there with you. Yeah. That's still uncomfortable to watch. But Sean just got just kicked a little bit. He just had a move done to him. And I think, actually, the biggest downfall of this is that it's he attacked Shawn Michaels, and everyone is focusing on Shawn Michaels and what he did to Shawn Michaels. He's been constantly bringing up Goldberg in his promos. He did it on Raw. He did it here. He did it last week. But he's facing Miz at SummerSlam. Mm. And you're like, of those three names, Miz is the like so far the worst option. And I love the Miz. But it's like Shawn Michaels, Goldberg, The Miz. The Miz is also a legend. Didn't you see that? Yeah. Last week we said that we wouldn't put him in the top 50, probably not even the top 100. And there were a few people who go like, I think he's in the top 50 of all time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, And I was like, like, wrestlers of all time. It's sweet. (laughs) Uh, So the, I actually quite enjoyed this Ziggler promo. I thought he... His promo work's always been good. Yeah. yeah, but like a lot of the time it washes over me. This time, for whatever reason, I was a bit more engaged. Okay, well, that's interesting because I think that his promo work has been great since he came back. But because he's lost every single match he's done bar one, I haven't bought into any words yeah. that he said. Yeah. They, they, they carry no weight. 
It cuts from that into Bailey and Ember Moon in the locker room. Ember's sort of warming up, and Bailey warns her to not to try something like last week, where, of course, Ember attacked Bailey after Bailey helped her win a match against Charlotte very quickly. And then Bailey walks off, leaving Ember to do my favorite soap opera trope grin when someone's left the room, or concerned face over someone's shoulder when they're hugging. Yeah. My favorite uh, version of this was in TNA during the Aces and Eights angle, where Bully Ray hadn't been revealed as the leader yet, but he's hugging Brooke in the middle of the ring, and the camera just focuses on him, and he does like the soap opera storylines to tell you, the audience, oh, by the way, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then it's uh, an- another backstage bit. Alistair Black is in his cupboard again, mm-hmm. and this was really good, I thought. He's recapping, again, it's not just him in the cupboard doing a promo like it has been before they're interlaying clips over the top of it so it makes mm-hmm. it feel more dynamic and pacey and punchy and you can cut out a few breaths here and there as well I imagine which makes the delivery even better so Black is recapping his win over Cesaro and he says how Cesaro was a true man for standing up for him, standing up to him I thought that makes Cesaro look great and it makes Black look great as well. Uh, the, my favorite thing about that Extreme Rules match and why it was my match of the night, Bobby versus Braun notwithstanding, mm. because that was just wacky carnage. Like for actual in-ring stuff, it was my favorite match of the night because at the end of it, both guys looked awesome. Like yeah. Black looked brilliant coming out of it. But Cesaro, it's the best Cesaro has looked in singles action for a long, long time. He looked an incredible coming out of that match so it actually frustrates me slightly that neither man have had no momentum off the back of it mm. it was only when Alice Black showed up here I was like he's done nothing since Extreme Rules and really neither Cesaro he's just lost since Extreme Rules so all of that work was almost for now yeah I feel like they haven't lost anything they're still at the six sure you've lost momentum I guess but that's what I was credibility thinking, yeah. wise yeah. You, you, you've, you're still there uh, they, they obviously haven't got any actual plans for them. And they're sort of, and uh, now you can face him. Exactly, yeah. They're like the filler guys, unfortunately. Uh, then we got Ember Moon and Bailey teaming up to take on who I had preemptively, preemptively written down, Fire and Desire. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Well, no, you remember Fire and Desire were going to have that match with the Iconics, where if they beat the Iconics, they would get a oh tag match out of Oh, my God. Because the women's tag titles exist. Well, Should that it be did a- last week. Because mm. like, that was actually on TV to promote it from last week. Maybe we should do a, like, where are the tag titles this week? It's all right. They did something for WWE.com <laughs> to explain why it wasn't on TV. Which just shows you how unimportant <laughs> those titles are. And how unimportant really Bliss and Cross are. Because they have become... The people who have the match with the people who are feuding for the title. But They're very much filler opponents at the moment. You say that, but they won here. And they yeah, didn't win. Weird. They didn't win because Ember and Bailey couldn't get along. They won fair and square. They won clean. Which I I mean, I think this was a bit of a like a step backwards after the great job they did with Ember Moon last week. I really like what they did with Ember last week. I thought this was a ginormous step back. And as I say in the review, I'm wondering if it's going to be either a triple threat with uh, Bay- uh, with Nikki in there, or you do it as a fatal four way with Nikki in there as well. I think it like it's a shame really because I thought this would be Ember's moment to really shine, and her and Bailey could just have an amazing match. But once you put those two in, or if you put those two in, it just becomes about them again, which is probably the least interesting thing in WWE at the moment. Yeah, because this match, I, Bliss was pretty hot near the end there. Like, which she did, she did like a minute's worth of running wild mm. and, and then won. I yeah. thought, wow, Alexa looks really good. 
I want to see her do something now. Yeah. And I get it's it's even more of a shame because the SmackDown's women's title is actually the third least important third most important glass half full <laughs> women's division thing on SummerSlam. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah. with Charlotte and Trish Stratus I mean, as well. Charlotte said last week, "I'm going to have a match that's much yeah. bigger than that dumb title match." So even though, yay, we're getting Ember Moon versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title, something I think a lot of us wanted, it doesn't mean anything. So like, I'm I'm being given what I said I wanted, but it's still not what I want. With no, <laughs> well, well, no, because I think what we always want is these matches with some substance. Yes. Well, yeah, that's yeah. It's not our fault for yeah yeah. Like I think because they're giving us Sami Zayn versus uh, versus Alistair Black at the pay per view, which sounds great. Like if that's given time, absolutely, that sounds amazing. But crucially, it's also got some substance behind it mm. as well because Black's looking for a new challenger, and Sami, granted, this like come out of absolutely nowhere. Like it's just Sami showed up as like, yeah, it's me, and it, this very much felt like a last. I'd almost say like twenty seconds before it aired, they decided this was the match. But he did give a reason for it and said that. Black's cutting these promos because he's in pain. He's not begging for a fight. He's begging for help. And I'm going to be the guy that gives him that help when I beat him at SummerSlam. Yeah, expose him. Exactly, I'm going to expose him. So all of a sudden, like this match that was made 20 seconds prior has got a bit of substance behind it. And that's a good thing. Yeah, and that's not to say Bailey and Emma Moon doesn't have substance, because it does. But unfortunately, they've chipped away at the substance. Which with the really, whole Alexa thing. But I thought they did really good last week. Really, really good stuff with it last week. I loved her like mm. rolling Bailey into the ring so she could be beaten up by Charlotte Flair. And then she laid both of them out to stand tall. I thought that was a wonderful bit of like, hey, we are elevating Ember Moon now. So this was just a complete 180 from that. Be like, oh no, she's been beat. Alexa yeah. Bliss is a real star. Uh, and Bailey gave her a belly to Bailey thing at the end as well. Yeah, as a, like a receipt so. from last week. So um, bad night for Ember. Big Show is going to be in a Netflix family sitcom. Good for him. <laughs> like I'm, I'm being genuine there. Yeah, no, Big Show is, you know, he's he's just a he's a nice screen presence. Hmm. I know he's he's very good at comedy as well. You ever heard him commentate? No. He's a good commentator. Like he's just got a he's very articulate. I think he's very good at playing a goofball or a very intimidating guy. And you look at Big Show, he would be perfect as that sort of peripheral character in a sitcom. The in a family next, sitcom. The crazy yeah. next-door neighbour. Yeah, the uncle. Yeah. The, the sort of bumbling uncle. So you're saying of um, uh, Ray Romano's brother in Everyone Loves Raymond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name now. Ray yeah. Romano is in The Irishman by Martin Scorsese. By accident. No, Ray is a good actor. <laughs> Did you see I'm the joking. big thing? No, no, I didn't. Oh, he's really good in that. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm being facetious. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, a big show, sort of about his acting. I um I always go back to that WrestleMania feud we had with Cody Rhodes, like really good stuff about how like you're the WrestleMania joke. Mm. All you've ever done at be a WrestleMania is be a joke, and at WrestleMania I'm going to continue making you look like a joke, showing all the clips of him acting like a goofball. And I thought Big Show selling of all of this was really really good. Yeah, and I, I it became a bit of a meme thanks to Tom wrestling memes, Tom yeah. eventually, but. Big Show can legit make himself cry. On cue. And it's believable. Mm. Like, the man's got acting chops. So, yeah, I I will actually watch this family sitcom with the Big Show. Yeah. I hope it has one camera. I hope it has... No, not one camera. They call it multicam, don't they? Yeah. Uh, in front of a live studio studio audience. Yeah, or a studio. Studio. <laughs> Should Nissan Studio. <laughs> Shall we do that as a, um, a Patreon reward? We'll do, like, an episode-by-episode episode <gasps> review. 
yeah when it comes out watch yeah. along yeah we'll do it as a watch along yeah. thing like our own commentary tracks for it uh, after this we got Caleb Braxton backstage waiting for an announcement from Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan walks into shot with Rowan sort of looks around for a bit and then walks off so the same thing we got two weeks ago so we still don't know what this big career altering announcement is it feels less significant every week this goes on yeah there's only so many times you can do this before you've got to do it mm. otherwise it's not gonna like live up to the hype it's um chinese democracy not as in like the real life chinese democracy i mean the guns and roses album like you know you keep teasing it for 16 years then you finally deliver it and you're like actually it's it, it's actually not that good yeah. <laughs> uh what what quite you know like that i think we're all a bit down on this continuing on chinese teasing. democracy by guns yeah, and roses. yeah yeah <laughs> the continuing teasing the brian's announcement but what irked me most weirdly, because I, d- I just assumed he wasn't going to do it. Why would he do it in a backstage thing? That's that what I figured, I was yeah. like, the, I'd already figured it out. But when he walked off, very rude, Kayla just stood there like a freaking idiot, smiling. Her <laughs> facial expression hadn't changed from the start of the interview. And she's usually pretty good. So I, I assume someone has told her backstage, ah, you look prettier when you smile. Don't, you know, yeah. show concern or frustration with these heels who are just walking off. She's got to save all that concern for Roman later on. Yeah. Also, by Joe! the way, by the way, I'm actually going to put a Kayla over. I thought she was a terrific actor in that final segment. <laughs> I thought she was better than Roman was. It's good for you. <laughs> I, but here, I, it irked me that she was smiling as Brian rudely walked off. I, th- I thought it made her look silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mean Jean wouldn't have done that. <laughs> but I, I'm not. I'm not saying that's Kayla's fault. I think that's a backstage director. <laughs> Me and Charlie would have gone. I don't want to hear your interview anyway. Yeah. I bet you it's dumb. F you, you effing. <laughs> Charlie would have been even worse. Me and Charlie. Mean. Yeah, me and Charlie. That's you what I mean. Get Charlie. back over here. Oh, did you say Charlie? Yes, and Charlie. I was yeah. doing. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I don't care what you, your dumb interview is anyway. You smell. Your jumper's stupid. Uh, so next up, we had the King's Court with Jerry Lawler. I'm an idiot. I wrote here. Why King? For puppies references, this would usually be a Miz TV segment. This would usually be about... They're in Memphis. Yeah, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's your obligatory Jerry the King Lawler is down the road. We may as well bring him in. Which makes sense. Uh, I just yeah. wish he wasn't so scripted. It was a bit of a yeah. painful segment, I found this. And uh, someone tweeted, I saw uh, Conrad um, retweet this, and it was... As always, Jerry the King Lawler, the most over person in WWE when they go to Memphis, as it should be. And I thought, oh, no, surely the current crop of talent should be more over than Jerry Lawler is in his hometown. And I don't even think he was the most... I thought he got quite a tapid reaction. He got his Jerry chance. Yeah, he, he even got, got Jerry, Jerry chance. He even got Jerry chance when it was being focused on yeah. Charlotte and Trish. So he was the most over person in this, in this ring. But I would say out of the entire night... KO and Kofi were much hmm. were considerably more over. Yeah. I, I, I thought this was quite a pedestrian segment, but mace, mostly because Trish, who was the guest, Trish Stratus, and Jerry had to work off this really stilted script. Talking about oh, Instagram. Yeah, uh, I'm sure as we all were, we all follow you on Instagram, Trish, so you couldn't have been at last week's Raw reunion. It was so great. We all talked about the good old days and how everyone wants one last shot. Well, Do you want one last match, well, that's Trish? that's because they can't have Jerry say, look, Trish, I was looking at your Instagram account, and when I wasn't jacking off, I was wondering, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to have another match? Um, uh. Yeah, I, d- I did make the joke in my review. That, like, he brought out his favourite woman to objectify during the Attitude Era, yeah. Trish Stratus. Yeah, no puppies. <laughs> no. 2019. Jerry. 
Uh, but anyway, she like Trish says, oh, well, you know, we could, but I'm a I'm mum now. now. And then Charlotte's music interrupts. And I was like, thank God. Because <laughs> I thought this segment was boring. Well, also as well, it's that it's almost too stilted for me in its setup for like Trish versus Charlotte, which should like is, um, it feels like a bigger match than Natty versus um, Becky and Bailey versus Ember. This feels so much more big time because Charlotte is like a yeah. big star in the women's division. Trish Stratus is a legend within the women's division. So it does feel like this is a really big time marquee match. And it should feel like a much bigger deal than it currently does. But the reason why I'm saying it's stilted is because last week Charlotte said, I'm going to have a bigger match. And it just so happens that Trish shows up this week. Yeah. Like it almost felt like it should have been, if Charlotte wanted the bigger match, she should have been going after Trish and demanding she show up on the show to challenge her to this match, as opposed to, it just so happens you're here, I may as well ask you now you're around. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's a bit backwards in that yeah. respect. And also, just, it's, I'm not excited for the match, but I totally agree with putting it on. If you can book Charlotte versus Trish, you do that at WrestleMania or SummerSlam. And it's in Trish's hometown. Yeah, because that is... I think. Because that is... Where Daniel Bryan People from. will buy that. Yeah. You know, that's a good star name match, and then they'll buy the pay-per-view. Just make it five minutes. doesn't have to be long. People get to see the entrances. That's all it's there for. Nostalgia pop. And then they stay for the bigger stuff. Like, yeah. That's a good marquee match on the bill. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not excited about it. <laughs> is your opinion marred on this because we did that uh, Patreon exclusive review of uh, Elimination Chamber 20, 2011 oh my God. and her dreadful segment show with Booker T? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, geez, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just. But Charlotte had some good lines here. She said, like, the mum thing's just an excuse. I liked uh, her saying, like, isn't someone going to hold the ropes open for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not you, Trish. Not you, Trish. Jerry, come on. Uh, and she also said how now it's about women changing the industry not about shaking their asses yeah and I was like oh, that's actually a good point Trish yeah, 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 <laughs> and, then, much. and then Trish is like you know you're being a you're being a bitch you're being a bitch attitude era yeah. um, and she just didn't have like Trish was a good promo back in the day but she's she feels like she's in second gear well that's because she's a mum now Oh, and yeah. she's in mumbo. She's all about her instant grams and whatnot. Instant yeah. grammage. But yeah, she goes, there wouldn't be a trail to blaze if it weren't for me and Lita and Ivory, Beth Phoenix. And I'm like, yep, that's all of them. That is all of the women. That's all, all, that's the all, all of them. That's yeah. all of them. No one else. Uh, I, but I, you know, this is good because we criticized Rory Union most recently for not using legends and nostalgia to elevate current stars. That's exactly what they're doing here. They're using yeah. Trish Stratus to get over Charlotte. This would have been better if it was on Raw Reunion because that yeah, would have actually that given would have made that... Sense. It would have made sense there of why she was there. I wonder if it was planned to do it at Raw Reunion and then Trish couldn't be there. And that's why they had to do the whole... It's a shame you couldn't be at Raw Reunion because of Instagram. So you got some great bikini shots. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe this was always planned to be done at Raw Reunion. Yeah, it sounds... It felt a bit... Weird here. On yeah. SmackDown, yeah. Uh, then we got the OC celebrating backstage just being awesome heels. Oh, my God. I forgot how much I love AJ as a heel. Such a brilliant heel. He's, he's so good. Because yeah. he's slightly goofy. Oh, yeah. Like, he's... But I believe in him in the ring. Yeah. So he's got that Kurt Angle magic where you can be over the top. No, no, you're, you're stupid. And then still not lose an ounce of credibility when you're wrestling. Yeah, yeah. He's really, really good at that. Yeah. So, uh, and they've all got gold now. They look great. Yeah. I just wish we had that celebration segment on the Monday. Yeah, I know. Firefly Funhouse. 
Yeah, I was really excited. Like when that music kicked up, I was like, "Hello, mate. Yes, please." But it was it was just Rambling Rabbit saying that I'm Finn's biggest fan, but he made a mistake in unleashing the fiend, which we heard last week from Bray. So didn't really feel like we were covering any new ground. Here. I, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Nothing, nothing new really happened. Well. So I liked it because... I didn't like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, I've, I've got a lot of value from it because Ramblin' Rabbit said, I'm your biggest fan, Finn. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you don't, you don't know what Firefly Funhouse really is about. And then he gets scared. Because Bray guess, walks in. Yeah, I'm out of here. And yeah. he runs away. And then Bray storms in looking legit terrifying, but in, even in his cardigan. And he looks around for a bit, realises the camera's there, snaps out of it, and just starts laughing and smiling. I just, uh, yeah, I just... And then he just says, let me in. Mm. Was that the first time he's sort of done that in the cardigan? Well, sort of like, well, I think he's done because sort of like the break of psyche. The, mm, I just, and then, then it goes to loads of flash frames of the fiend. Yeah. I really like it. Still. I mean, yeah, I, I like it. I'm just saying it wasn't covering any new ground we didn't have last week, but I did very much enjoy it. Yeah. We got a recap of Brock beating down Seth. That bump on the stretcher Lord, looks mate. worse every Good time. Lord. But I really liked the storyline element they added in. They said Seth was taken to hospital, oh, well, a local medical facility, but he's requested that his medical information isn't made public. And that's a great strategic move because mm-hmm. now Brock doesn't know what to prepare for. And they were teasing that the match might not happen at SummerSlam now. Mm. So tune in for Raw to find out. Then we got Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. And uh, was this where it was first announced that Dolph would take on Miz at SummerSlam? No, Dolph said in his promo earlier. Right. They'd announced it on Twitter early in the day as well, sure. I believe. What a great, effective way to make a match. Yep. On that, Twitter. That literally no one could care about. It's not like you've got five hours of main roster programming each week that you need stuff to fill. Mate, you say that. Look at the Iconics. They've got to do all of their promos on WWE.com because <laughs> there is not enough TV time for them. Anyway, the match starts right away and we go to a shrink screen ad break. And then Balor goes to dive outside, but boom, boom. Love boom, that. Boom, 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 Fiend appears, but just on the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> and he disappears. Finn walks into a super kick yep. for the win. For the win, yeah. yeah. Second win since he's come back. Kind of sucks <laughs> to, see, uh, to see Finn lose as he's going into... I'd say arguably a much bigger match than Dolph is. But um, I, I actually thought we were going to get Dolph was going to have the same finish twice in two shows because he had that match with Seth, and that, which was interrupted by someone's yeah, music. Yeah. And then he just disappears. DQ loss. Yeah. I, I didn't mind this. I thought it, it, you know, I didn't think Finn lost anything. Uh, I, I thought Dolph got a win out of it and the Fiend looked great. The only thing I'd change here was when the Fiend appears at the top of the ramp. I can't remember if it was. Corey or Todd, but they just go, Oh my god, the fiend is here. I was like, just don't say anything yeah. sometimes when he's around. Have the actions speak for themselves. Yeah, it took away the coolness a lot. Yeah. Nakamura took on Ali after this. Yeah. Yeah. And Ali was like, Well, we've only got five minutes, so I'm so gonna do I'm a gonna, fifteen minute match in it. I'm gonna do everything now. I'm gonna <laughs> do the final five minutes of our fifteen minute match. Right now. This was really good. Fast for, for the time up, they yeah. were given. Absolutely. Uh, Ali just runs in, takes it right to Nakamura, goes to dive outside, rolls him in, quick pin. But then, like, Nakamura sort of uses Ali's momentum against him and starts to get on top. Really back and forth stuff. Each guy countering. Uh, Ali uh, super kick counters the Kinshasa. He goes up for the 054, and Nakamura runs out the way of that. 
And then Ali, like, there was some he other do, He things. dodged another Kinshasa and yeah. got a roll-up off the back of it as well. Very, very fast. Um, I, I don't like this shock, pinfall, roll-up yeah, thing. Yeah, it does nothing. And with all this build we've been doing for Ali, I just think a shock roll-up win now is a bit lame. Yeah. Because this is what we were doing with Ali back in December when he'd just come up from 205 Live. So it was a shock then, but... Like, he's pinned the WWE champion since then. It shouldn't be a shock that he's pinning the IC champ. It, so it's, I don't think it's very effective for Ali, particularly after the, all the good promo work he's been doing as well. I also don't... I'm not a fan of pinning the champion to get a title shot because you've just given away the match. That's mm. like, that should mean something. Well, they only gave us the last two minutes of that match. Yeah, good point. Uh, but I, yeah, I just wish they set it up differently. But the action... I thought it was very good, very Honestly, entertaining. It just makes last week's promo seem so weird and out of place now, because last week he said he was going for the WWE Championship. Mm. And then like the week prior to that, he was going after Nakamura. Then he was cut that promo, and now he's going back after Nakamura again. I was like, pick a lane, mate. Well, he can't go for the WWE Championship, because Randy Orton is in control. This was my favorite thing on the show. This was great. By some margin, this was my favorite thing on the show. Yeah. This was tremendous. So it's a sit-down interview. With Randy Orton. Inside the mind of the Viper. Yeah, even the graphic was cool. It was like normal Randy Orton, but then there were two slightly faded Randy Ortons on the yeah. side. And that he, again, it's the video editing department, layer over all these clips on a very naturalistic interview with Randy, uh, which would probably, you know, if he did this in the ring, wouldn't it be as good? But because <laughs> it was pre-produced, <laughs> yeah. Because it was pre-produced, they can do multiple takes. They can put in clips to make it feel more dynamic. You don't have to awkwardly throw to the Titantron to recap some important story points. And they just did the whole story of Kofi and Randy. They replayed that stupid, stupid, stupid thing from over a decade ago. I really wish they'd tie more into Randy using his backstage clout to stop a push as opposed to, I didn't think you were ready and I still don't think you're ready. Mm. I think actually having yeah. Randy being that total dick who abused his power to keep a younger guy down. But now that guy got too over and, he, and now he's almost trying like, well, now I've really got to stop you because I've done, I stopped you 10 years ago and now I'm going to have to stop you with force. And I think that would have been a really nice character development for him. But aside from that, I thought everything in this was so, so great. He said like, yeah, Kofi keeps bringing up this story from 2009. By 2009, I'd been IC champ, I'd been WWE champ, I'd been World Heavyweight Champion, I'd won the Royal Rumble, I'd main evented WrestleMania, and I did it all by myself. I did it just by being me, because I'm Randy Orton. Kofi. Kofi had to be a character. Kofi had to do this fake accent and try and get people behind him. It's not when you're Randy Orton. Mm. I, I just think it's such this is so much better than you're a paper champion yeah. and I'm and you're a fluke. This is so much more interesting. Yeah. And then he even recapped the stuff with Ali. Like I kicked Ali so hard in the eye, he he couldn't be I, in that gauntlet. I match. kicked him so hard I created Kofi Mania. Yeah. Like and that that that's it. Like <laughs> Kofi Mania doesn't exist without Randy Orton. Like and that's amazing. It makes Randy feel really important. Oh, yeah. Like before this promo, I was just into this as a riff off the 2009 incident. But now I'm into it as like, wow, even in 2019, 
you've convinced me that Orton is like this kingmaker presence. And actually, he's like, no, I'm going to take my WWE title back yeah, now. I haven't had it for a while. Yeah, and I want to see Kofi kick his ass for being so cocky and arrogant about it. But for me, the money line of this promo and what like really put it mm. over into the stratosphere and just be like, this is one of my favorite promos of the year, or at least one of my favorite video package promos of the year, is when he said, Kofi challenged me to a match at WrestleMania, and that was stupid, stupid, stupid. Said the exact oh, same thing in my God, notes. it was so, yeah. so good. Yeah, really Amazing. Good. So very excited for that. And it smoothly goes into the gorilla position promo from the New Day. So, you know, that Randy versus Kofi, that's a good segue there. And uh, they, they just do the hype promo for the match, which leads into Big E's big introduction. Really nice start for Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles. Yes, please, mate. And then when the, the OC came out, stupid name that I now love because they've got such a cool Titantron and custom name bar graphic. No, I didn't. Oh yeah, they did this on Raw. That's what oh. I, I was like. I was like, yeah, it's, re- it's a really cool name bar where it's like the original, the only, or it's like the only one that matters. The only club that matters. The only club that matters. Yeah. I mean, I wonder who that could be about. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> mm, I wonder. But I just thought, I mean, like that just fits their characters. Like even you get, you could take that for just a WWE thing they're the only people that matter in this company but like there's a lot more value to us uh, as fans who know New Japan and the Bullet Club and the elite over in AEW and they have the ghoul as heels to say they're the only club that matters they're working us (laughs) as well which is just fantastic really really like the faction and they just loved the seconds at ringside this was faction stuff yeah faction warfare man I've missed it (laughs) It's just so fun to have drama play out on the outside as well as in the ring. Yeah, no, no, it was really, really good stuff. And actually, the action in ring was really good as well, as you'd imagine being AJ versus Kofi. And the the finish was (laughs) wildly chaotic. I really, really liked it because it's so chaotic. They basically missed the finish because there was so much going on on the outside between Gallows, Anderson and New Day. AJ went to do the phenomenal forearm and Kofi caught him with the trouble in paradise on the way down but they were showing something over here and they're like oh no he's going there and I was like man I need to see a replay I need to see what happened but because the show was running long that's jump back to this Roman thing which that and that's kind of what took me out of the ending of the match because I'd have liked to have it that wasn't given any chance to breathe and then the stuff with Roman wasn't given a chance to breathe either it just felt like the last five minutes of the show were so rushed that it just made me go like oh and it's over yeah, as opposed to the ending of Raw, which was paced perfectly. Paced perfectly, And you had yeah. all that stuff play out over about 40 minutes. Exactly. I love that finish of Kofi hitting the SOS. Oh, off the no, sorry, uh, Trouble in Paradise off the Phenomenal, off the phenomenal Forum. Forum. Yeah, super. Like that, that was RKO levels of yeah. out of nowhere. And then um, I, I, th- I was very surprised because I thought when I saw the match on paper, I was like, okay, so Schmoz finish. Everyone mm. starts brawling. Yeah, And I even thought they were going to do that when AJ was pulled out the ring by Gallows and Anderson when he was getting pinned. That's what I thought as well, yeah. But like referee's discretion, I guess. And then there was even some fisticuffs outside where yeah. AJ might have been knocked, but referee went with it, which I guess gives fuel to Styles. Say, well, you never beat me. You're cheating at ringside. Yeah. And I yeah, so when they actually had a clean finish in Kofi's favour, still one of the, like, on paper, one of the most strongly booked champions... In, in a long time, just a shame it's not against a higher echelon of <laughs> opponents. It was uh, three lads. But a- but AJ is is you know very like very good in that role yeah. to get Kofi over. Yeah, yeah, so, I thought it was good stuff. But yeah, this was uh, I I really respected them for doing a clean finish 
And I don't think AJ lost a, anything. No. Because there was all that distraction at ringside. Very good finish. Uh, I, I would give this a four out of five show. I give it a three and a half. No way. Yeah. Okay. Only because I thought the ending was, the ending's what knocked it down for me. See, I, but, but I got a lot out of the end. Yeah, okay. it was the ending that really took it down for me. So I liked the in-ring action uh, and everything like that. And I thought the autumn promo was like yeah. so, so great. But wasn't really in. And I, I, I was disappointed in the booking of Ember Moon. Thought the Trish and uh, Flair stuff was a bit flat. And, yeah, and then coupled with the ending, which I just thought was so hokey and a bit naff. That, yeah, three and a half out of five for me. Cool. Well, let's see what you guys I'll, I'll, I'll get heat for it, don't worry. What, what, a, what a great week for WWE TV, though. Yeah, Best was. in a long time. Uh, let's see what you thought with your su su super chats with Chopper Pequenel. Chop of the afternoon to you, I guess. Why, why are you trying to get yourself over so much? <laughs> <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of super chats to get through, so we'll start off with Austin Baker, who said, Hey guys, I'm starting my new job. Love you all. Hey. Good luck on the new job. Good luck with you. Before you go on to the next one, um, mm. Chopper, Ooh. we had a message yesterday from uh, a chap called Jordan on Twitter who said that Randy missed four weeks worth of super chats that he'd sent in. Really? So um, I'm just going to quickly run through those now because he, he sent them across to me. Oh, wow. Um, it was in regards to Bischoff taking over Creative Smackdown. Will we have a faction like the NWO return with him in charge? Oh, I don't think so. Apparently I, he's not yeah, creatively I, in control that And much. I would really hope not <laughs> either. Um, this was sent sometime last week. I've been a fan of wrestling since back in the early WCW days, uh, but now I barely watch them. Do you know if I'm bored or just burnt out? I just watch you guys for news and recaps. Yeah, I went through a similar period in like the the early teens uh just bored and bored of wwe because then i was devouring roh and stuff mm. like that so probably bored yeah take some time away from it uh this was sent sometime last month uh will we get rust talk versus cultaholic 2 the battle for ollie's jacket i do want that jacket back it's coming up to the one year anniversary mm. september 9th it's an early SummerSlam this year well no it's because it was after SummerSlam, wasn't it but that's where we properly lost oh, it oh yeah, yeah i suppose you're right yeah um, and he said this was a Monday review when Chopper took over um, when he said stop burying veteran stars like Randy Andy Datsun for newcomers like Chopper Pete <laughs> it's the Raw reunion he put him over yeah uh, that's weird that your stuff was missed because we everyone is yeah. usually so Rand, Randy was very very hot on making yeah, sure yeah. everyone was read out so we just wanted to make sure that all of our all bases were covered so over to you, Chopper. Cool, we've got uh, Rex Joseph Calmeron says, Would have loved the Roman segment if the camera was directed by anyone not named Kevin Dunn. It was overkill for me. I thought the camera work wasn't too bad. The camera falling on the floor, I really enjoyed. Yeah. And I thought some of the stuff, as I said, but I, that's where I would have ended the segment. I'd have got rid of camera work on the girder. That's, that's what makes it really hokey. I don't think it was full done. If it was full done, the camera work would have been a lot worse. Zooming like a out. lot more, and yeah. jumping up and down and spinning. It's felt more like Vince. Well, I mean, Bruce Pritchard was also in shot as well, producing the mm. segment. So it could have been yeah. him. Uh, we've got one from Wilson Simons who says, It was Rikishi and he did it for The Rock. Nice. Yeah, nice. Good callback. Classic reference. Uh, we've got Priyant Sharma who says, After getting emasculated by Maria, maybe it's Braun Strowman going back to his old ways and throwing heavy stuff at Roman. Your content is awesome. Love from India. Grappling hook. He did say. I'm sure we all um, took the 205 Live main event seriously of uh, Mike versus <laughs> uh, Drake in an unsanctioned match. It's uh, Earth. 
Earth Z. Yeah. We've got one from Bomber Bo again, who says, which wrestler, which wrestler should I watch videos of on YouTube? Not Orange Cassidy. Already went down that rabbit hole. Almost never came back up. Highly addictive. Yeah, that, that was going to be my suggestion. Chuck Taylor, uh, late, late noughties, early teens. He would make kids cry. Uh, I'm going to say Jordan Grace. Also great. Uh, Adam Pearson comes in and says, at this hey, rate, Adam. Hey, Adam. Uh, at this rate, SummerSlam looks better than Mania. Ooh, I don't. I enjoyed Mania. Like I thought Mania had a, a good lineup. Yeah. It was long, but apparently SummerSlam's going to be a shorter show this year oh, as well. They God. reckon. Um, let me bring up the lineup because I can't think of many matches off the top of my head that I am like, oh man, cannot wait to see that. Let's, let's like, have some more super chats in the. In we've the got uh, one from Venom Kitetsu who says, "Everyone, someone attacked Roman Ziggler. It should have been me. It should have been me." Uh, Graham Scrivena says, "Roman Reigns' attacker is Adam Cole, baby." Well, that's confirmed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Undisputed era call up. Mm-hmm. Bad uh, time. Sorry, said bad time. Uh, Dwayne Cooley says, I really thought the paramedics were going to attack him and set up a new faction for Joe. Yes. Big heavies. Uh, <laughs> Graham Scrivina again says, uh, mind you, Buddy Murphy's a good shout. Please do it, WWE. Yeah. Buddy Murphy's the best shout of the lot. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Harry Meredith says, uh, secretly hoping Roman was attacked by Yoshi Tatsu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just you. Just you. Yep. Uh, Elizabeth Mazora says, uh, I think the extra camera angles took me out of that Roman segment. Just the camera on the floor and the one rushing at Roman would have been good. IMO. That's that. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, you didn't have to show the whole thing. You just start to show the fall and then have the camera fall to the ground. Yeah. Uh, we got one from Ben Johnson who says, do you think Cesaro could have a five-star match? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, put yeah. that man in the G1. In his sleep. He could have it. Uh, Nate Drop Surname says, can't wait to listen to Ramble Club. Keep on chopping. Fun episode. Keep on chopping. Fun episode this month. I yeah. enjoyed it, yeah. Didn't reach the drunken peaks of last month. No, but, but that's, that might be for the best. Mm. Uh, Jobber JJ comes back in and says, Briscoe's style is celebrating very quietly from 2000. And almost in slow-mo. Yeah. Like he confused quiet with speed. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's it. And you've got to have Michael Coe going, Jared Briscoe is just one of the record championship. Jared Briscoe. Some, some it's ASMR genuinely, genuinely one of my favorite moments <laughs> in wrestling history. Sports uh, entertained. Uh, Kevin comes in and says, it was Rikishi who did it for The Rock. Rock uh, Reigns versus Rock at SummerSlam. I'll, I was late for the beginning of the stream, so I'll declare this joke is mine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I'll let you have it. Uh, Recycling's Je good for the planet. Jez Fitzgerald says, Missing Randy Andy so much right now. Ah, he's just in the other room. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> uh, well, then go to WrestleTalk.com. There you go. That's a way to do it. Absolutely. Very nice. Uh, we've got Clifford Miller saying, It has been a long and boring day for me. Thank you guys for bringing my spirits up. Also, Luke, did you get my email? So from Clifford Miller. Clifford Miller. Let me have a look while you carry on. I'll continue in the super chats for now. Uh, Ryan B. Bad says, That was such a great Randy Orton promo video package. It was fire emoji. Yeah, lit, I would say. Mm. Lit AF. So if down with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Just a really good way to get over the story, get over Randy. Really good stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, Kevin says, or maybe it was Daniel Bryan who tried to go where he never went, which is the top of the building, and everything fell while he was climbing. I'll also declare this joke is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what he means. He means very literally to go where he's never gone. Yes. Boldly. Boldly go. Space. Uh, Clifford, yes, I did get your email. It's in my giant to-do list of people I need to get back to. We've got one from Jay Jali Tuma who says, Glad you're here, Chopper. Thank you to all the boys. It's a lovely time with all these boys. Lovely time with the boys. Mm. Uh, Jobber JJ is back again who says, Ollie, I, I like your idea of Maria with Braun. Maria wants Braun to be the dad, but Nicholas returns. Braun helps <laughs> Nicholas break <laughs> into the house Scooby Doo style. Oh, that's good. Like an odd couple family. Yeah. Like the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Braun and Nicholas with Maria and, and Mike. Poor, poor John Cone, Nicholas's <laughs> real dad. You're not my dad anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you like the Braun Maria idea. I don't. No. I just. I, I'm just worried they'll do it. It's so funny. I was actually watching back your uh, Raw review from yesterday. Um, and when you said, teasing that Maria could be Braun's manager, I was like, when? <laughs> when does that tease? I don't know. Because she, she's just such a manager figure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. Wilson Simons is back in and says, love you guys. Keep up the good work. My favorite channel on YouTube. Oh, oh thanks, Thanks mate. very much. Thank Cheers. There are better ones out there. Yeah, so like, that's like, nice of you to say. I think there are better channels like Screen Stalker. Oh, Great plug. Uh, Rocky Balboa comes in and says, Hey, Luke, Ollie, and Chopper Pete, I'm back. Hey, man. Hey. Good to see you. Uh, Graham Scrivener's back in and says, You're is it Scrivener. Scrivener? 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 Scrivener is a word. Scri- is and it? I don't think Scrivener is. Scrivener? Scrivener. Scrivener's like a right. Who right says, there. Your thoughts on Smackville last Saturday? Oh, we didn't watch. Yeah, I don't, absolutely, did not watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that someone did. In all fairness, I, I did hear though that Nakamura and Ali had a good match. It was a show. Uh, Matthew it Shields. Was it though? <laughs> Matthew Shields says uh, Black needs to be a future top guy. He is so good. Oh yeah. Absolutely, Hopefully they're yeah. grooming him for that. Yeah, Scrivener, uh, Scrivener is a scribe. So. Cool. Graham Scribe, then. Uh, Wilson Simon says, I love Cesaro. I want him to get a push for a world title, but it looks unlikely. Would you guys like the Kings of Wrestling to be on the main roster? Yes, oh. mate. Absolutely. Oh, my God. One of the best tag teams of the last, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's kind of silly that they're not. Yeah, that they're both there yeah, in the company. No. Neither guy is really doing anything. Yeah. Chris Hero is incredible Although, as a wrestler. You are advocating to put Cesaro back into a tag team, which you were against last year. (laughs) That's different, man. How dare you throw my own words back in my face. They taste so horrible. (laughs) Uh, Matthew Shields back in again and says, I bet Bliss will be champ by the end of the year. I think so. I I think, you know, we haven't had a blonde female champion for a couple of months now. So so Vince is getting angsty. (laughs) got an itch he needs to scratch uh karate cat comes in and says what a day guys my car breaks down late for work spilled my coffee a dog pooped on me at work but <laughs> made it in time for the ramble thanks for making my day just a little bit better heart emoji heart emoji to you mate at work yeah at work and this is why we don't have wrestle dog wrestle dog yeah Laurie's seriously pitching to get a dog well we've been seriously pitching getting wrestled dog since we got this office well there was no no real way because it would always have to be here uh but now laurie's girlfriend works from home mm. they could have a dog that comes wrestle dog our very own brulee 
Yeah, or our very own Pharaoh. Mm. I'm also on the side of Wrestle Dog, just so you know. Okay. Same here. Uh, well, we need to find one I'm not deathly allergic to. That's fine. The dog I nearly got this year was one. You, the reason why we were going to get that dog is so I could bring it into the office because we know you wouldn't be allergic but to it. But you've got like an hour commute on the tube. It'd be fine on the Stratford line, on, on the Central line, it'd be all right. You reckon? Yeah. Dogs Having a the dog there the yeah, whole dogs time? get on the tube all the time. Ugh. I just hold him, just hug him. You poo everywhere. It's all right, mate. You poo on your foot. <laughs> terrible days all the time. Zombie face hey, man, Jake says... You. It's never terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Chopper. Zombie Face Jake says, Chris Saban tried to hurt Roman. Well, it's a way to debut Chris Saban in the company, I guess. Because he did a training day. Yeah, in uh, Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah, yeah. potentially. Uh, Matthew Shields back in again, who says, Ember wins the Rumble and wins the title at Mania. With no build. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's the WWE way. Worked really well for Asuka. And Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. Uh, Maurice Robinson says, Hey guys, you think Sami Zayn needs to turn heel on KO and maybe adapt a new finisher like the Diamond Cutter to freshen him up? He is a heel. Yeah. I guess what he's saying is, is attack Owens. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, we haven't had Owens and Zayn for a while, but I, th- I almost think, unfortunately, the way they book Zayn, he's below Owens. Like, way, Owens needs to be way, in the main event below, mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Flying V says, uh, what events are coming up in London that I can check out? I'm assuming he means wrestling events. But uh, there's yeah. a bunch of Rev Pro shows happening. There's also a New Japan Royal Quest on yeah, August 31st. August 31st, Evil have some shows on. Yeah. Let me just have a look for you. Shall I continue Super Chats yes, for now? Please, yeah. uh, we've got Gazatola of Rock and Roller. Great name. Uh, if they want to use Trish to get the younger talent over, they should use it to make someone, not just add another feather to Charlotte's cap. Uh, but I think it's with Charlotte's a marquee match. It's not it, the aim of Trish isn't to get Charlotte over; it's just to have a marquee match with them. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like you know, Charlotte is very much a, a current star anyway. Yeah. But this helps build her even more. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm fully behind the idea. Uh, Rev Pro have got a York Hall show. On the 30th of August. It's probably a summer sizzler, mm-hmm. they usually call that show. And that will be amazing, your call. Wow, it's just the day down before, the road. Uh, New Japan. Yeah, big, big rest Oh, of the I mean, that would make sense as well because the New Japan guys can be on, that, on both yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Jesse Venable comes in and says, Happy third birthday to my beautiful daughter, Jada Dahlia, tomorrow. My gift to you is your own personal Susu Super Chat shout out on the Wrestle Ramble support Wrestle Talk. Aww, that's adorable. Take a screenshot of that, show it to her when she can comprehend what's going on. I should be like, who the hell are they? <laughs> but they'll know, this is a YouTube thing. YouTube, <laughs> the kids love the YouTube. Well, no, but yours, like, when she can show it, when she's got comprehension, she'll be like, what's YouTube? Because mm, we'll have point. totally moved on by then. We'll have video screens in our eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Big Dog 2383 Acosta says, Ali does great promo work on camera, but he needs to stop acting surprised when he wins. It makes it seem like he doesn't believe in himself, especially after all those promos. Thank you. That's exactly it. Such an eloquent way to put that as well. So much better than I put it. But yeah, that, that's exactly it. He's there like so full of confidence. Then he wins. He's like, what? I won. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never thought of that, but it's totally true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matthew Scheel, again, says they booked themselves into a corner with Ali and Nakamura. I don't think they should have made the match because no one gains anything. Oh, Ali gets a title match out of it. Well, you just, you, you, you make that match, but you make that match for SummerSlam and you find another way to give Ali the shot. You, you know, number one contenders match with someone else. Yeah. A promo segment. Uh, 
King's Court. Uh, Shadow TD comes in and says, In the long run, a year or so, when The Fiend has had a dominant run, should Alistair Black be the one to take down The Fiend, or is there someone else in mind? P.S. Love these videos, and you guys keep up the amazing work. Well, thanks very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I think, yeah, a couple of years down the line, having a Black Fiend match should happen. Yeah, it sort of depends on where both men are at this mm. point, because we're saying it's one year down the line when The Fiend's had a lengthy run, but... Hey, it could end at SummerSlam. Yeah, he, yeah. he might just lose to Balor at SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got one from Ron Trishan again, who says, Set collapses on Roman. Page here. Page here. Page here. Yeah, trying to get the Kabuki Warriors some screen time. She's had enough. Yeah, well, she's on WWE.com. Apparently, they were also in that segment. It's cool. Uh, Adam Shoate says, John Cena attacked Roman because you can't see him. Nice. There it is. Yeah, very good. He's here as well. Uh, Nate Drop's surname says, Billy Kay attacked Roman uh, to cure her puppy fever. Yeah, that's from the WWE.com thing. Why has everyone watched this WWE.com thing? Because it's the only way you can see the Iconics right, the, that, right now, I guess. And the only reason I saw it is because someone had sent it to me. Otherwise, I would never have known it happened. Uh, Ivan Drago says, So much fell onto Roman, yet he just said, I'm fine, and walked off. Do you think he came back from Hobbs and Shaw with his cousin's invincibility? Uh, he's not up here. That's where, it, that's where it counts. Also, do we think it's the actual Ivan Drago? I hope so. Yeah, I hope mm, so. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Kip Ellis says, There was a young man called Chopper reading out the Super Chats proper. Rolling R's, he was handy, and up there with Randy, the show is always a whopper. That's Love great. limericks. Limericks are fantastic. Poetry corner. That's great. Uh, Mrs. S says, after seeing the recap of Raw on SmackDown, I think Roman was meant to have just got there. Uh, just get reason why he wasn't there to help Seth. Love the show. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Oh, so, I okay. I'm with yeah. you now. So, yeah, that's so, why he wasn't out to help Seth because he just arrived. Because he just arrived at the arena. In which case then, Roman, why the hell are you two hours and 45 minutes late for your job? Because he's a star. <laughs> Locker room leader. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, locker room leader on FaceTime. <laughs> Call me if you've got any issues. Uh, Trenton Brown comes in and says, Who attacked Roman? The ninjas who attacked Samoa Joe and TNA. Of They're course. back with a vengeance and attacking all Joes. Oh, mm. man, if, Sam if Roman Reigns comes up next week with a penis drawn on his face, we'll definitely know it was the ninjas. Uh, Austin Trainer comes in and says, Roman was attacked by Baron Corbin. Where has he been? I missed him. Have you? No, no. Uh, Forever three one four says I got a a jolly out of yep yeah, no, okay, that's a weird. I'm just gonna read it how it says. Okay. Uh -oh. I'm not gonna read that one actually. Never mind. <laughs> I just realised what they're trying to say. Cool. Uh, Elizabeth Mazora said Wrestle Dog is the best thing. Try a Maltese, a Poodle, or a Terrier, Scottish Cane, etc. They're hypoallergenic. That's what I was looking at. It was a um cool. uh, a Poodle cross with something else. A human. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, that was a shark. Um, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> a shoodle. Shoodle. God damn! What was it? Oh man! Oh, my, my wife will know. She'll tell me later. Yeah, wrestle dog. Uh, Mike Depew says, "Think we'll ever see Sarah Del Rey in a WWE match?" No, no. She she might get like an honorary segment eventually, though. I don't like, think she'll get that. But like, like as part of, if they do another women's evolution thing, it might be a nice gimmick where they're like here's an award for the person who really actually trained all these women oh yeah that's yeah. true yeah maybe uh, we've got matthew shield again who said <laughs> am i sending too many super chats pete i mean 
Yes. <laughs> but that's fine. That's it's encouraged. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much encouraged. It's fantastic. Thank, Thank you. you. And then finally, uh, Sol Garcia. Means. Within your means. It's encouraged within your means. Yes. Of course. Uh, then we've got Sal Garcia, Connor Bath, Craig McCauley, and Mr. Throwups. Thank you all for donating, but without messages. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so, Aww. so much. Do you want me to quickly run down the SummerSlam card for you? So Go if you're for excited. It. We'll be doing predictions next week. It's uh, Charlotte Flair versus Trish, The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler, AJ versus Ricochet, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon, Kofi versus Randy, Bailey versus Ember, Becky versus Natty, Brock versus Seth. Yeah, I mean, I was yawning as you said that. That wasn't a good thing, but I think that's more me being tired. That is a lot of new stars, I would say, current stars, whereas WrestleMania felt very legend-heavy mm -hmm. for whatever reason. You know, a lot of those are, you know, feet. We've got uh, Bray Wyatt in there, Becky Lynch, of course. Kobe and a lot Kingston, of it does feel, AJ what I would Styles, say is Ricochet. The, most, the majority of it does feel new. Becky versus Natty is new. Bailey Ember is new. Kofi Randy feels new. Um, I mean, apart from AJ Ricochet, Ms. Dolph, which is like, you know, 20,000 years old at this point. The thing I'm most excited for, though, is Owen, Shane and The Fiend. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, and AJ Ricochet. Yeah, because they'll have a good match, good. yeah. Uh, well, but that's all we've got time for today. Thank you ever so much for joining us and for your super chats. And, of course, hit the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Go over to Screenstalker right now, honestly, just to watch Luke die at the Lion King game for the Sega Master Drive system. <laughs> you very much enjoyed that, didn't you? Uh, it's so funny. And, and then the, your review, your bad review afterwards of the Lion King remake. Bad, bad review because I did not like the film. <laughs> it's boring, boring movie. Hey, have you seen The Lion King, the animated version? Why not watch an inferior version of it <laughs> with less good songs and less emotion? comes in from Nathan who says good day Luke Ollie Laurie the chopster Pete housemate Hyman so Calval Blake Ham the jerk Tomo Bill from accounting Larry the janitor and <laughs> definitely not Randy Andy Dazzin been a long time listener, first time emailer, and thought better late than never after hearing my brother Brock email in three times, and now the time has finally come for me to do this. After hearing your intro on the Raw review, where one of the guys wrote to say he doesn't like the iTunes reviews and others not liking the oh super chats, I'm here to say keep them in. I see them as feedback. I thought this might just be. I think this is in reference to iTunes reviews specific. That's what right. his email uh, it says. Um, I see them as feedback and brings the Swaff Nation together in discussion on the current topic: Raw, SmackDown, NXT. The fact that people say they listen in the car and want to skip says uh, makes. Uh, seems to me they need to time their podcast better. I also listen while driving and have no issue with it. All I'm saying is maybe listen to the ramble another time if it's an issue while driving. Anyway, I'm excited for AEW or to be able to do leading up to the date. Uh, my brother and his fiance and myself and my partner are going to see the WWE live event in Brisbane, Australia when they come down the road at the end of October. It'll be weird for us because it'll be on Tuesday and Monday Night Raw will air the same day. I assume oh, the SmackDown weird. guys yeah. will be here. A full day of wrestling. Anyway, thank you guys for being consistently consistent and don't stop what you're doing we love hearing uh, we love having a lovely time with the boys down here with you and the rest of the swath nation would love to have a beer with you boys eventually that's from nathan ah oh, thanks nathan from the aussie contingent yes big down under crowd there indeed would i that you said that your brother brock had emailed him how many families are there that listen you know if your family has more than one member mm -hmm. listening to the wrestle ramble what would they be called Oh, family swafters. Family swafters. Yeah. Swaft together as a family. Because we've got couples who listen together, I think. Mm -hmm. Couples that swaft together. Jog no. together. Yeah, jog together. The, cu the couples that jog together, swaft together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, right, oh, now, what an, enough Super Chats, enough iTunes. Let's have a get better. Yay! Positivity. This comes in from Dave. He says, hi, Luke, my name is Dave. I wanted to email in my get better and the little Russo pay that I think is cool. So here's the get better. As of the sending of this email, I'm 26 year old and married. Uh, as I, I, I'm as of the sending of this email, 26 year old married to the coolest and most badass girl around. Lucky me, and a father of four, a 10 year old stepdaughter. You have been busy, my friend. A 10 year old stepdaughter, identical twin, 18 month old boys, and now a three week old newborn baby girl. Wow, twins are creepy though. Anyway, before the birth of my daughter, I was a local professional wrestler here in Massachusetts for the last nine years. Never made it anywhere really high up, but I've enjoyed performing uh, with some of the best and upcoming talents. I was just now starting to gain some exposure and find a place in the local indies. However, with me now becoming a father again, I decided to call it quit for the last time as it's not fair to my wife to Mm. take care of the kids alone while I'm off wrestling most weekends, especially now with my newborn daughter, daughter, Aria, here. I decided that I would take a few years off to rest my broken body, drop some extra weight, and get more tattooed up my <laughs> get better is coming into play because i want to make my return by the age of 30 seeing as the kids will be older and will be able to come watch the shows easier i'm six foot weighing in at 260 pounds that's 118 kilograms for ollie whoa with a highly relative high, with a relatively high amount of muscle from my wrestling and powerlifting background yet a bit of a beer belly and that's my main concern because well i don't drink beer I hear the motivating stories here and I want to put my name down in the get betters and commit to myself getting to a good place physically and know this will be difficult due to my work schedule. 3 a, sorry, listen to this, 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. doing construction in Boston and more importantly, family, family schedule because being a good dad husband comes first. I typically get between two to four hours of sleep a night. Jeez. Because I am trying to help with the baby and the twins as much as I can. I just want the motivation from the rest talk crew to get behind me and give me the extra boost I need. It's been a tough few months with Bill's exhaustion and just stress, and you guys are definitely my outlet, so it's very much appreciated. And he has sent a rocking horns uh, emoji there as well. Wow, what a what a shift! I guess you're getting up, you, you're on your feet all day doing physical activity anyway, so that's good. It's probably why you're so in shape. I guess maybe the 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 big belly is a, a diet issue. Yeah, like you said, that's tough with that. I get, and and you finish just in time to pick the kids up from school, and I guess they're you know then you've got them for the rest of the day and then you go to bed yeah and then you're up several times with the baby and then you're at work again oh mate christ alive uh i won't offer any advice because we had an email in that was very upset with some of the advice that i gave uh, about um crunchies he was weirdly (laughs) upset about my advice too when i think it's quite quite it's like a eating carbs and white carbs and unrefined carbs sorry refined carbs is a problem in Mm. the western diet yeah and yeah. don't have too many crunchies. Um, anyway, here's his Russo pay. He said it's much shorter. Oh, but, but so it gets. Do, do, do the thing. Yes, absolutely. Do get the better. Thing, mate. Get we're, better. We're all behind we you. We're all very, rooting for we're you. We're all behind you, Dave. Um, looking forward to hearing you getting back into the ring in a few years' time. Mm. Uh, this is his resurvey. He says, about a year ago, I was wrestling for the Mass Anarchy Wrestling in Rhode Island, a great up-and-coming company. I was one of the original roster members of, and we had Robbie E, now NXT's Robert Strauss, uh, uh, with him being a first, uh, with being, being the first big name I've ever had the pleasure of wrestling a show with. And I was slightly starstruck. I decided to talk to him and mention I had two twins. He also has identical twin boys. Creepier. And I complimented him on staying in incredible shape because I've learned, uh, as I've learned fast, it's hard to say, st- it's hard to to stay swole when you have kids. (laughs) 
After that, we booked Rob one more time before NXT signed him, and he remembered me as the guy with the twins, so I think that's pretty cool. Not much of a story, but it's fun for me to say, oh, hey, I know him. Uh, it's uh, to my wife when he's on NXT, um, NXT's YouTube, as she laughs at her Mark husband. Um, and he's also sent a picture in of him with his daughter. Ah. Look at that with the Tommaso Ciampa t-shirt. God, she looks tiny oh, compared yeah. to you. <laughs> it's because our man is swole. Uh, how are we doing for time? Uh, five minutes. I five guess. minutes? Oh, okay, that's perfect. Uh, let's have, um... Yeah, but all of those minutes are going to be iTunes reviews. Because <laughs> people love them. People love it when the podcast they enjoy tries to grow. That's what that's the feedback I got from today. Right, um, let's have this in. This comes in from uh, Greg, who says, um, Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Chopper Pete. I've been holding off on this because I've suffered from an anxiety that's initiated from the passing of my first child and a generally poor childhood. Mm. After hearing your recent thoughts about pairing with a mental health charity, I think I finally felt comfortable. First off, thank you so much for being a welcoming uh, open forum to your fans. This podcast YouTube channel helps me get through really rough days. I'm hugely grateful for the work that you put into all of this, as I'm sure many others are. Secondly, here's an old Rusev, hey. Um, in 2010, I was attending a local hockey team game in New Mexico, neither New nor Mexico, <laughs> on a random weeknight. Because it was I Washington. Because <laughs> uh, I scored free tickets. As you can imagine, the crowd were WrestleMania levels for a hockey game in the middle of the desert. Insert sarcastic tone here. I did what any smart person would do. I went for a beer with a friend, I bet that was expensive, and I dragged him <laughs> along with me. And who happened to be standing there in the main concourse alone? Mick effing foley yes with a stack of books on a table hey man selling gimmicks he's selling gimmicks what <laughs> a hockey game in new mexico that's amazing he's a thrifty man by all accounts there was no announcement that he would be there and no one <laughs> waiting to talk to him which is quite sad really but then again maybe mick just bought games like bought tickets to a hockey game and they thought oh while i'm here i might as well take some books down yeah the price of the beer <laughs> Hey, do you want to buy beer or my new book? It's me talking about TNA. Um, anyway, uh, as huge fans, my friend and I ran over to and asked as many questions as we could. He was probably the most humble celebrity I've ever met and sat talking with us for about 20 minutes. Once other people started migrating towards him, we kindly stepped away to allow him to do the business of promoting his book. I still have no idea why his publishers set this as an event for him, but I'm so happy they did. I know they say picture it didn't happen, but this was before I had money to afford a camera phone, or even more sadly, his book. So I'm guessing, I'm, <laughs> so I'm guessing it maybe was just a fever dream. Lastly, keep the freaking super chats. Remove the damn iTunes reviews; they're awful. Uh, I'm also now about to stun a Randy. Um, thanks for being consistently consistent. Thanks for your email. The iTunes reviews are happening now. <laughs> uh, Kyle J. Buttcabbage. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's you know their actual name. Oh. If it is, I'm very sorry that it's I laughed out for It's B-U-T-C-A-V-A-G-E. But, so but cavage. <laughs> well, now I feel bad for laughing because the way you've said it made it sound like they'd called themselves butt cabbage. As yeah, in, like, yeah, that and a, that's very like, funny. That, as in that's like a forum name for themselves. But if it is their last name, I've just laughed uproariously at their name and that's not cool at all. Kyle Buttcabbage. <laughs> I'm sorry, I laughed again. It's a great name. I, it's you know a what? great name. It's, I, I, I'm going to blame Talking Simpsons for this at the moment because I'm currently listening to their Patreon podcast where they're reviewing Beavis and Butthead Do America. And I love, I freaking love Beavis and Butthead. And them laughing at certain things gets such a giggle out of me that I'm going to blame Beavis and Butthead for laughing at your name. 
Why I love this podcast. It's very in-depth if I didn't watch the night before or don't watch pay-per-views. Oh, it's very helpful. It's very helpful. Uh, and SRQT says, better than the actual wrestling. Not that it's saying much, but this podcast is far more enjoyable than the WWE products they are talking about. Hashtag, lovely time with the boys. Two random space invaders emojis. Nice. There you go, guys. That's all the iTunes reviews. Is that, are you okay? <laughs> now go and write iTunes reviews for this podcast as well, saying how you don't want the iTunes reviews in there. Well, now you're taking a very passive-aggressive angle. At There's this. nothing passive-aggressive about my attitude. I think you Luke. are taking the very. You're taking the, such a passive-aggressive attitude to this because it was your idea. This wasn't like this wasn't a joint conversation that you and I had. You just said we're doing iTunes reviews again. And now everyone is emailing very negative things about them. So you're on the defensive now to be like, but they're so good. I just don't think. I, I, yes, I've been caught unaware <laughs> by the backlash. I had no idea, considering some of the stuff we do, that that would be one of the more controversial things. And I think it's universally condemned. <laughs> yeah, unlike the Super Chats, where there could be sort of like a 50-50 like, agreement. This is very much just like everyone has said nothing but negative things about yeah. the iTunes reviews. Uh, but there you go, folks. <laughs> That's the show. I'm going to watch the rest of Three Amigos tonight. You are, you're loving it at the moment, aren't you? Your SNL little tour. Loving my little 70s, 80s American comedies. What is next for the tour? What's, what's next well, on your list for your you know Saturday what? Night I've Live? I've seen Animal House before. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched it but as you know what? I a watched teenager. It now with more of your SNL eyes. Exactly. Oh, you're going to watch Okay, That will right, be the okay. one after this. Uh, but it was, I don't think it's on Prime. It's also National UK. Lampoon. That was their first one. Yes. So that no, was oh, like, you mean Vacation? Yes. Well, no, because no, you were saying like you weren't looking to do more of the National Lampoon stuff because you wanted to focus just on SNL. I think because it's got such a crossover of cast members. You want to keep... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it makes sense. I just wasn't sure if you were going to... I mean, technically... Oh, well, what was the... Yeah, like the Blues Brothers. I don't think Lorne Michaels was even a producer, but weirdly he is well, on the, Three Amigos. But they were characters from SNL. Yes, yeah, so that is so that makes a sense. Like, like Wayne's yeah. World, is, that's an SNL sketch brought to the big screen. Kevin and Perry. Yeah, Kevin and Perry is from... Um, Harry, God, Anfield Harry and Anfield. Yeah, Harry and Phil and Chums. I was trying to think, what, I was going to say Harry and Paul, but that was way, way later. Yeah, yeah Harry and Phil and Chums. Um, anyway, that's all we've got time for on today's show. Uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to uh, my boys over at Sega because I'm going to be getting involved with this. Sega. They want you to be sending in your Sega memories of the Mega Drive to promote the Mega Drive Mini or the Genesis Mini for our American listeners. And I'm going to be recording myself. Uh, doing Ooh. a little video about my Mega Drive memories. And I'm genuinely really hoping I get involved. <laughs> I'm really hoping they pick me. I'm almost tempted to say, I've got quite a few followers on Twitter, mate. Get me involved. Your influencer levels. That's what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, I'm on a very successful YouTube channel. Have you pulled the influencer card? Well, I haven't done it yet. Um, but I might do it in the email to be like, you know, just by the way. Oh, sorry. I have accidentally attached some screenshots of our subscriber numbers. <laughs> I've sent uh, images of our viewership for the last month. Whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie daisy. It happens occasionally. Oh, there's my Twitter followers and now a man as well. Oh, sorry. It's just in there. I'll send Don't you know who I am? <laughs> my, um, my wife's currently have some issues with DHL um, delivering her phone to her. And it, was deli it got delivered to a depot where we Ugh. live. And 
then it didn't get delivered to our house. So then after like a few days expired, my wife called them up and they said, like there was just this pause and they were like, we genuinely have no excuse as to why it's still sat here. <laughs> it should have just been delivered to you. I'm now changing the delivery date yeah. to tomorrow. So she took another day off work for it and it didn't arrive again. And when she checked the tracking number, it had been sent back to the mobile phone provider on that same day. Oh, come on. And so, but now, because it's been sent back and accepted by the mobile phone provider, the tracking number doesn't exist. And you need a tracking number to get through to the complaints department. It's very Franz Kafka. Isn't it just? So she called me yesterday and she was like, can you message someone on Twitter? Because they might listen if you do it. Wow. Did you do it? I did. And they did. (laughs) (laughs) They were very quick to get involved and to to respond. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should, you know, chuck this around more. (laughs) Look at that, folks. you got four minutes of extra chat after the iTunes reviews. All right, passive-aggressive. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the NXT review. That'll be me and Laurie, so none of Laurie's passive-aggressiveness. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. It's going to be all iTunes reviews. <laughs>